Happy Sabbath, Church. Thank you. But the games are quite similar. Um, I, I wanted to ask you, when you were growing up, maybe it's a little bit too much. So when you were growing up, what games did you play? What, what things did you like to, to, to play with? Oh, okay, okay. You? Bible games. Wow, good, good. Any, any of you? What, what games were your favorite games when you grew up? And hide and seek. Hide and seek. We, we, we did that. We did that. Anybody? Are you talking about board games or any kind? Or any, any, any games that you, you consider your favorite game of the childhood? Baseball. Baseball. Mm. Yeah, uh, I, I grew up and, and I actually had this game, uh, you probably remember if you were a boy, <laughs> you need just imagination, right? And, and you have usually armies, different colors, or maybe they were green like this, but it's amazing that I grew up playing this game and somebody in a different country grew up playing similar game. Uh, of course, if you if you are a girl, that's probably not games that uh, girls play. But I remember when we we would actually make guns, you know, from wood, even paint them so they would be more more kind of like uh, real guns. And we would divide um, uh, in the neighborhood the kids into two teams, and one team supposed to get something that the other one has to defend. So one team defends, another one, uh, another one has, has to, to get something that that team has. And so if you are standing somewhere and you hear the machine gun going on or the guns uh, you know, shooting, of course we were doing it with our tongues, right? Nobody was shot. <laughs> but you're supposed to, when you, when you hear that, it means that you already 
uh, got shot at, and so you are supposed to fall down until the end of the game, and, and then at the end of the, uh, of the game, everybody gets up, everybody's happy, right? But that's not how the real war goes. It's not how it happens. And as I said before, we are all involved in the war. But it is a different type of war. In Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 12, it says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. I like the different translations for this. One translation says, For we are not fighting. And another Bible says, For our battle, for our battle is not against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic, cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. So, the war of the universe that involves the whole universe is actually involves each one of us. And, and the Bible tells us to put the armor and it says in uh, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 11 says, put how much of the, of the armor? Whoa. Just choose maybe breastplate. Oh. That's enough. It says the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the evil, the wiles of the evil. So truth, righteousness, gospel of peace, faith, salvation, the word of God, and praying. What if you miss one? Helmet. Is helmet important? Sword. Is it important too? There is a reason why Paul writes about putting the whole armor of God. Armor? Just try to imagine soldiers. Uh, remember David when he wanted to fight Goliath? He took the armor of David. David was a big man, right? His armor was huge, large. But then he decided just to put the armor of God. Right? He went to fight the Goliath, and Goliath was, Goliath was laughing. He said, you came to me as for the dog? Because he, he went as a shepherd, you know, no, no armor. Yeah. So you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against the flesh and blood, but against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Primary weapons of the enemies. Primary weapons of the enemies is lies, right? Remember Genesis 3.1, what did he say? God said one thing, but... Did he mean it? <laughs> and, and then John uh, chapter 8, verse 44. Anybody would like to read it maybe? John 8, 44. Anybody? Keep 
What uh, people fight for? What are our goals when we fight? Land. Okay. Money. Somebody is showing money. money. So this spiritual war we are talking about, what's the goal for Satan? What is he fighting for? Same thing. Fighting for territory. We are his territory, right? Our hearts, his territory. He fights for it. He wants to be our God. He wants to replace Jesus Christ and become our God. Power? Does he like power? Oh, yeah. All the gold of the world? He loves it. What benefits do we have when we join the army? You know, when you read the ads, join the military forces, what do they promise? At some point, they'll pay for your education. Yeah, pay, pay for the college. What else? They also say that you can acquire certain skills, right? Especially leadership skills, money for college, career skills, health insurance. What benefits to join the Lord's Army? Eternal life. Okay, eternal life. Sounds good. <laughs> what else? Blessings from our Creator. Huh? Blessings from our Creator. Right, right. Okay. You all said the nice things. Let, let me, let me uh, read to you some, some other things that we benefit. Trials, sufferings, persecutions, causes family divisions. Remember Jesus said, I, I'm coming and I'm bringing the sword. The sword means, means division, divide, dividing families. Some people... If you accept Jesus Christ, some people in your family might not want to spend any time with you. 2 Timothy chapter 2 uh, speaks about sufferings. Join with me in suffering like a good soldier of Christ Jesus. So number one, how do you join the army? And, and, and how, how can you do it? Number one is actually you have to join. You, you cannot be in the army if you do not join, right? So join the army. That's very, very important. Remember the, the song, probably you sang this song when you were a kid. I may never march in the infantry, 
right in the cavalry, shoot the artillery. I may never shoot for the enemy, but I am in the Lord's army. Remember that song? We have only two choices in this life. We have two armies. Remember, uh, during the World War II, there were countries that declared themselves neutral countries. So that they were actually not involved in a, in a war. Uh, in, in, in Europe, it was Andorra, Ireland, Portugal, Spain, Sweden, Switzerland. Those countries did not participate in a war. Is it possible in this spiritual war not to, par not to participate and be neutral? Here is Revelation chapter 12, verse 7 through 9. It says, Now war arose in heaven, Michael and his angels fighting. Fighting against whom? Fighting against the dragon. And the dragon and his angels fought back. But he was defeated. When was Satan defeated? Okay. You remember probably when we read about Job, who comes before the Lord? Satan. So it's not like the war we are talking about, it stopped in heaven. The war continued. When did he lose? On the cross. I, I remember reading that there were angels undecided for quite a bit of time. Some joined Satan right away, and some joined Christ right away. But there were some undecided until Satan killed the Son of God. Satan thought that he is gaining victory, but it actually was a defeat. Christ got the victory. When Dwight Eisenhower was the president from the 1953 till 1961, he received a letter from an eight-year-old uh, boy, and th that boy wrote to him. After listening to the news about the Cold War, remember we had a Cold War? It's not because it's between Russia where it's cold, <laughs> right? <laughs> cold War, is, it was called, why cold? Why? Why was it called Cold War? It was much more going on, not on the field, but it was developing new technology, new weapons, and so forth. And so during that time, a boy wrote to the president, after listening to the news about the Cold War, I am worried about the people in the world. Uh, in thinking it over, I have a plan. Get all the leaders together who want war, put them in a ring, and let them fight it out. I'm sure there are many soldiers, sailors, who have not been, who probably would agree with this, right? But it, it doesn't work that way. When somebody uh, starts the war, it's usually the leaders who start the war, and they sent soldiers. The, the soldiers must do the fightings, not the leaders themselves, usually they don't. 
That's the reality. When Paul tells Timothy to be a good soldier of Jesus Christ, one thing he is remembering that we are at war and we need to join the Lord's army. If we don't, don't join the Lord's army, we are automatically in whose army? In Satan's army. Just remember that. So Ephesians chapter 6, same text. We are wrestling not against flesh and blood. The fight is for the hearts. Second Timothy says, uh, two, three, join with me in sufferings like a good soldier of Christ Jesus. So number one is join, join the army, Lord's army. Number two, be a good soldier. Keep fighting. Do not give up. Be faithful. Paul reminds us that we need to be good soldiers. On February 19, 1945, Marines landed on the beaches of Iwo, 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 Iwo Jima, fighting day for days. So they, they captured the south uh, of the island, the south, south, southern part of the island. And to boost the, uh, the spirit of the soldiers, their commander asked uh, to raise a flag. Remember that picture? So Joe, uh, Joe Rosenthal, a, a famous photographer, uh, took this picture. Remember that picture? Yes. And so when this flag was raised uh, and they began to fight, uh, it gave them extra, extra boost and, and spirit. And uh, the second pers person uh, from, the, from the left, I believe it's, uh, his name is Harlan Henry Block was one of the Marines who raised the flag. He, he is Seventh-day Adventist. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah. Harlan Henry Block died very shortly after this. He didn't survive. And uh, so our scripture tells us um, that's Harlan Henry Block. So be a good soldier, it means to sacrifice your life, right? It means to fight un until the end. And the scripture tells us today, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. And I like this quotation of C.S. Lewis. Aim at heaven and you get earth thrown in. Aim at earth and you get Neither. So true. That is the attitude of a good soldier of Jesus Christ, living on earth but focused on heaven. Again, the same text. Uh, Join with me in suffering, says Paul to Timothy, like a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No one serving as a soldier gets entangled in civilian, civilian affairs, but rather tries to please his 
commanding officer. What another thing? First, join, be a good soldier. What another thing we can see in this text? What a good soldier must do? It's a terrible word, especially today. Nobody wants to be obedient, and nobody uh, wishes that uh, to do in, in life. We are born, naturally born, and we want to disobey, right? The early uh, boot camp, when, when, you, when you get to the army, you get into the boot camp. You may be fit physically. It could be that somebody who is running marathon, who is going to the gym, may be more fit than those who are training these young soldiers, right? It's possible. So what is boot camp for? What, what does it do to a soldier? The most important thing that the soldier can learn is to obey. If the commander, commanding officer would say something that the soldier must do, one thing that the soldier cannot say is the, the question, why? Can you imagine if the soldier would say, why I have to do this? We don't need to know the reason why. A lot of times in Christian life, we're asking why, the question why, right? We do. We want the answers. We want the reason. The Christian soldiers, a soldier must also learn to obey the voice of God, his commanding officer, and accept even what we cannot understand. In, in the scripture, Obedience is explained in different words. Like this man was obedient. Was he? But it's described like he walked with God. So obedience is walking with God, having relationship, listening to God. Noah, was he obeying God? It says, found favor with the Lord. Of course he was obeying. He was listening how to build that ark, and he built it. How about this man, Adam? Did he obey God? When did he obey God? Pardon me? Yes. Remember, remember God said to him, uh, first task that uh, he was supposed to do. He named the animals. Right. He could have said, why? You name them, right? No, he obeyed. Um, then God chose for him a help, helper. Did he say, uh, thank you, Lord, but that's not my type, you know? She's not my type. I want somebody else. <laughs> he obeyed, right? So what was the biggest problem of, of Adam? He disobeyed. That's the biggest problem. He disobeyed the Lord. When he obeyed the Lord, that was wonderful. It was beautiful relationship, healthy relationship between him and, 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 and Eve. But then sin entered the world. 
Adam disobeyed. When we obey, we are blessed. Remember uh, one commandment of God that deals with obedience? And has a promise. One commandment with a promise. Anybody knows? Fifth? Okay. So that... That's your promise. Number four, number four. Willing to sacrifice. This is, the, this is the text I wanted to read to you. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 2. And walk in the way of love just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. So Jesus requires all of his followers to take up the cross. If they are going to follow him, we need to pick up the cross. Two weeks ago, um, or uh, some time ago, there was a program, Good Morning America, and it was dedicated to uh, people who serve the country. And one woman... Um, she, she was asked uh, to, to go to the place where there is, there is a military, uh, uh, there is a war, basically. She, she was asked and she was sent uh, to, to go there. And she had a four-year-old son. And the interviewer asked this woman if they gave you a chance to say no about coming to, to, to this place, uh, would you have said no? And the woman replied, I would not have said no because I am a soldier and protecting my son's future is why I am here. So we need to say thank you to those who are in the military services, right? And I want to thank you that you chose to be in God's army. When you're a soldier, number five, use your weapons. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 11, it says, Put the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. So the devil has a huge chance to be victorious if we do not have the armor of God. If we don't have the armor of God, the powers, the tricks, the, the, the schemes of the devil are so, so huge that we would not be able to stand. So unless we are with Jesus, unless we are in using God's weapons, uh, we would not be victorious against Satan. I am a uh, soldier. Here I stand. Do you remember uh, when... Um, uh, a person who actually studied to be a, uh, a Catholic priest, priest, when he decided to study the scripture and found out about many, many doctrines that the church changed. And then one day he went to the, uh, um, to the temple and on, on the door he put 95 Statements of faith. Remember that? 
And then he wrote, and, and he taught, of course, as a professor, he taught uh, the Bible as he understood it. Bible interprets the Bible, Scripture, only Scripture to interpret uh, God's, God's law, God's character. So then he was asked to appear, I, I think it was, uh, uh, the, it was called war, Worm, right? Worm? Yes. Right. Interesting name for, for the trial, right? I don't know why. But he was asked, uh, he was asked to change his beliefs, right? And uh, he stood there, he explained his position clearly. And he said, basically, here I stand. Stand. I'm not going to change my beliefs. So as a soldier, we have to have a stand. When it comes to the principles, it's so important to stand up for Jesus. The Lord Jesus Christ is my commanding officer. The Holy Bible is my code of conduct. Faith, prayer, the word are my weapons of warfare. I have been taught by the Holy Spirit, trained by the experience, tried by adversity, Tested by the fire. I volunteer in, in the Lord's army. I'm enlisted for the whole eternity. I will not get out, sell out, and be talked out. I'm faithful, capable, and dependable. If my God needs me, I'm there. I'm a soldier in the God's army. Here I stand. I do not need to be pampered, patted, primed up, pumped up, picked up, and pepped up not a baby anymore. I'm a soldier in the Lord's army. Here I stand. I'm in the place saluting my king, obeying his orders, praising his name, building his kingdom. I'm a soldier in the God's army. Here I stand. Shall we pray? Father in heaven, we are so thankful that you are still calling each one of us to join your army. And today, as you've given us this message, search our hearts. Tell us where we are standing, in what army today. Help us to make this decision, if we are not in your army, to join your army today. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Thank you. Thank you for coming. Thank you for being here. May God bless you, continue to bless you richly. And come back. We would like to see you next Sabbath.